Hey baddies, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast. Welcome to the one year anniversary episode of Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we are going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. Which speaking of getting your witch shit together, (laughs) where was the podcast last week? If you're in the Facebook group, you probably saw. If not, I'm going to tell you now. So I have been on a website called Spreaker for one one year to the day. Um, That's where Bad Witch has been hosted since its inception. And I haven't been super thrilled with the customer service. Like the service is fine. It's the customer service that I'm not really happy with. Um, They can take a really long time to get back to you. And in some cases I haven't been gotten back to. So um, after last week before last episode, the first one for 2020, a couple of things happened on the back end where I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to switch over. It's been a year. You know, this has been a long process of all of us figuring out what works for the podcast, what doesn't. Speaking of, <laughs> so I've been going back and listening to like the early episodes of the podcast. I was so mellow. I would start to be like, hi, hi, loves. Welcome to Bad Witch. And now I've <laughs> ratcheted that energy way up unless it's an episode where I had a flu or something. So yeah, uh, sorry if I tricked you by making you think this was going to be like a calm, mellow experience. It's all just giggles and foolishness over here. But yeah, so I was like, you know, we've kind of figured out what's working for us, what's not. So let me go over to this new host, which is going to be Anchor, hopefully. Um, everyone has been recommending it to me. A couple of people have reached out over the course of this year that I've had Bad Witch, and they started their own podcast, and they got in my inbox, and they're like, listen, I love Anchor. You should switch to the... You should switch to them. And also, I know that just a lot of podcasts I listen to use that platform. So, you know, it's it's time for a change. It's 2020. Let's do it. What did Pele tell us? She said, you got to follow your divine passion. This was two weeks ago. I was going to say last week. You have to follow your divine passion. You got to make sure everything's working. You got to pursue new things. So that is what we're going to do. We're going to find a new home for Bad Witch. However, <laughs> this is going to still be going out on Spreaker because... When you have a fully formed podcast, hi, it's podcast chat, in case any of you ever want to start one or have one currently, and you hit this wall at some point. When you have a fully formed podcast that you have a year, year's worth of episodes, 48 to be exact, um, you have to swap your RSS feed over to the new host. So I allegedly am supposed to be able to take it from Anchor, go to Spreaker, put in my little code, press redirect, and done. Well, that hasn't happened. So I wrote to Anchor. And I was like, hey, I'm swapping over. This is my account. Um, You know, what's good? And they were like, well, it's Spreaker. That has to do it. It looks like it's something on their back end. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So we have not swapped over. This is going to still go out on Spreaker, hopefully with no issue. We shall see. Um, But I couldn't miss our one year anniversary episode that that would be crushed so I still have to put something up you know like we have we have to celebrate this is together this is monumental I've never done anything for a year in my life except go to school and that was mandated and you still got two months off during summer you know I barely this is the, like the best and longest and healthiest relationship I've ever had like come on I've had long long relationships where they weren't healthy and great like this so we had to come together and celebrate so you will be getting this episode Oh, I can deal with kind of the stuff that's going on with Spreaker just to push this out. And then hopefully after that, we will be on Anchor and we will be back to our regular schedule and we'll all be happier there. Even though I'm the only person that was struggling with it. I think we'll all just be happier there. Just It'll be a good vibe. So we'll all be doing great. Um, so yeah, in the meantime, I've been listening to old episodes because what I have to do is manually. <laughs> so I'm not just a bad witch. I'm a bad podcast host <laughs> in that. I never saved all of the episodes as I was recording them. I'm kind of one of those people that is nuts about clutter. Um, 
so I would just clean off my desktop. I like to keep it really clean, really sparse. You know, I'm the kind of person, if there's too many notifications on the email or the cell phone, I can't handle it. Ta anything. I open everything. I deal with it right then. I just, I don't like build up. I don't like clutter. So I'm a little compulsive. I'll be honest. Um, so I didn't save any of them thinking there it's on the internet. It's there for all posterity. <laughs> I don't need to save it. Cuckoo. So, um, I'm now manually going through and I am downloading all 48 episodes. I am resaving them to my desktop desktop. I have all, do I sell a hundred saying desktop by the way? Like I know I'm in my thirties. I was a child of the nineties and the first computers anyway. So I'm saving them all. Do not worry. We're not going y'all. I have put too much work and too many hours into this podcast to lose 48 episodes. Trust me. So we are not going to lose them. I have them. I am in the processes. I'm in the process of manually downloading every single one. I'm going to put up the same description. I'm going to put up the same tags. And if worse comes to worse and I have to just kind of restart this whole thing on Anchor, at least we have everything. I even have the ones where I'm deadly ill and they're only like five minutes long just so you know what's going on and you can keep up, you know, in order because that, that's the kind of person I am. I told you off from the very beginning, I'm a completist. I like things from front to back. You don't have to be the same way, but you know, whenever you want to go back and dip in, I don't want to lose. It's Elemental Babe. That whole series was so much fun. And I, I love doing that. And I feel like that was really where we had like a breakthrough of this podcast and we were really hitting our stride. And I don't want to lose all the times I ranted about feminism. <laughs> all the times I advised you to dump your boyfriend. You know, that's, I want to keep that forever. So yeah, I am going through and I have been watching you in the meantime. So I'll just turn on an episode, go da 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 da, start downloading, save everything out. And so I can watch this like insane TV series. So don't worry. I'm not bored. We're going to have everything one way or another. So yeah. And also again, thank you. Okay. So let's just do our things. So <laughs> thank you for a year of this. I'm going to try really hard not to cry, but I'm a Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio, as you all know by now. So boo hoo hoo. That's all I do. Thank you so much for this past year. Thank you for telling your friends about it. Thank you for being my sisters and my brothers. And thank you for going to the Facebook group. There's almost 900 people in there. That's insane. Thank you for the positive feedback. Thank you for the suggestions. Thank you for the Patreon. Oh my gosh. Thank you for buying the merch. Thank you for all of your support. Thank you for understanding how much work I put into this and that no one, not one single one of you has been demanding, has taken it for granted, has been entitled about anything. You've been so patient with me on the weeks that we've had hiccups like this past week or when I've been sick or traveling. You always come back. You always tell other people about it. You are just the best group of people. And you know, when I started this podcast, my very first episode had 40 downloads and now it's thousands and it's just, it's just crazy. And I know I say this all the time, but like it, it, it's my podcast in the sense that, yeah, I'm the one that gets on. I'm the one that runs my mouth every week, but it is our podcast. We built this together. And I truly believe if for no, like, you know, do I make some money off of the podcast? Yeah, of course, because it costs money to run a podcast. So, you know, I'm breaking pretty even I'm, I'm doing okay. But this is very much a labor of love. And I don't think that it was something that Dana, as we know, told me to do, the goddess Dana, who we've talked about at length. I don't think she told me to do this as, let me say this right. When I, okay, yeah, here we go. Okay, working it out. I, at first I thought she was telling me that it was my responsibility to take what I know and to spread it out to other people, to be like a mentor, to be your your witch mom of, of sorts. But what I have found in this process is that I think that she told me to do this and the universe was pushing me to do this. And this all 
happen for the reason of like bringing us all together. That's what I really think it is. I think that this is not necessarily about me being a teacher or a leader or, or whatever my role, whatever you want to call it. You know, I think it is about giving people a sense of home and being a witch and knowing that you're different and being a witch kid and just knowing your whole life that you understand things in a different level. You just, you, you fit in, but people aren't like you. You're not like other people. And it's not a bad thing, even at some point. And even if back then you thought it was, it's, you know, that you could do a little magic or you could hear a little something, or you would have a lot of deja vu or little premonitions, or you were really drawn to candles or you're look at the moon, you know, it's all those things that can feel very isolating. And through this podcast, we were able to all find each other. And I think that's what the purpose of this podcast is. It's what I'm trying to say in a very long roundabout way, as I love to do. <laughs> I don't think it's about me teaching or being a leader so much as it's about being a home for all of us. And that's what I feel. I feel like this is our home. And, you know, if and when the podcast ends, if we get to a point where I'm like, you know what? We've done 100 episodes. I think we're good. We will always have that group and we will always have each other and we will always have this bond that we form to know that we're not alone in the world. And so that is why <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm reading an essay. And so that is why Bad Witch is important. That's why it's important to me. That's why I think it's important to all of you. I, and that's why I think it happened. Oh, also, so <laughs> it's not going to be a long episode because I don't even know how well my host is going to work for me. But I just thought this was so funny and talking about the witch thing, right? And how we manifest things without even realizing what we're doing. So I told you all that I had another witch kind of brand before I started Bad Witch. And it went belly up because the person that was helping me with me with it totally screwed me over. So I was going through and I realized I had never deleted the Instagram for it. It's been up this whole time, like two years. And I never like closed out the Gmail or anything. So I went and I logged into the Instagram after all this time. And I saw in the description, I had written for bad witches only. And this was like two and a half years ago before I even had a concept of wanting to do bad witch, which I came up with in November of 2018. So it was always there. It was always manifesting itself. It was always like meant to be. And for this podcast to happen again, for I believe to bring us all together, together and to give us a home. And so bad witch, you know, it's, it was written in the damn stars. <laughs> and that's why I tell y'all do those manifestation boxes, write things down, be very conscious of what you're manifesting, what your intentions are and what you're saying and speaking and writing because these seeds are being planted. I had totally forgotten that in kind of the branding of that other thing, I had said for bad witches only. And then here we are two and a half, three years later, bad witch. So I, I just love that. I love y'all. I love the Facebook group. I love talking to y'all on Twitter and DMs and I'm so behind on email. I know, please, <laughs> please bear with me. I am catching up. I have someone that's actually helping me a little bit on the side. So we're going to get there. Um, but yeah, a huge thank you because there would be no year without all of you. And I really <clears throat> want, there goes my voice. I really want to emphasize, like, it's not just that y'all have been here and that you listen and that you're so active with everything and you talk to me and you are so there for each other and you're so supportive and you've shown so much love to me and each other. But really on like the deepest level, I'm just like, you know, any kind of creative person that doubts what they're doing. There are weeks where I will record an episode and be like, girl, you killed it. It was so good. And there's weeks where I'm like, oh my God, was that trash? I feel like that was bad. <laughs> you know, and I get really stressed out. It's funny because when I started the podcast, there were no stakes. You know, I thought maybe a hundred people were going to listen to this and we were going to kiki and have a good time and, you know, dance naked in the moon and that was it. 
And then it became a thing. And what I thought was going to happen was the more something, the more this podcast became a thing, the easier it would be because I would get into the rhythm of doing it. But actually it's become a lot harder because I have all of you that are waiting for that episode. And, you know, and I want to make you proud and I want to make you happy and I want it to be worth it for you every week. And I don't want you to be one of those people that's like, you know, I really love this podcast when I started, but Mickey's really fallen off because I've seen a lot of podcasts go that way. So there is a lot of pressure. Um, Again, podcast aside, (laughs) podcast sidebar. (laughs) If you are thinking about starting a podcast, I do think it's worth it. I think it is so much fun. I have enjoyed it immensely. However, it is hard. It is hard to come up with things to talk about every week, especially because I am doing all the content myself. Um, I've been kind of tossing around doing another podcast about dating and relationships. (laughs) My favorite thing to talk about. But it would all be like people submitting in questions. And then I was also thinking about, because I have infinite amount of time, apparently. I have no time. I was thinking about doing one about a TV show. And then it's, it is a little easier. Not that it's easy, but it's a little easier when you have something you're working off of. But for this, you know, I'm literally just kind of going off the top of my head about what I'm going to do every week. And I'm, I, I have sat down and started to plan ahead a little bit. <clears throat> Thank goodness. <laughs> Getting my wish shit together. But yeah, there are times where I'm like, this is really hard. And I signed up myself to do something hard. And now I am accountable to a bunch of people. And I can't just be like, well, it's too hard. I'm not going to do it anymore. And it's not hard. Like it's strenuous. It's hard that I want to make y'all happy. And I really do want you to be happy every second that you're listening to this. Well, not every second. We all go through things. We have deep episodes. But I want you to walk away from this being like, that was really a highlight of my week. Or when you see it come through on Monday. Girl. Wednesday, (laughs) bad witch Wednesday. When you see it come through on Wednesday morning, you know, when it pops up, you're like, ah, it's my favorite part of the week. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's been me behind the scenes having some moments of self doubt and sometimes where I'm depressed and sometimes where I'm just exhausted and I just don't feel like doing it. And it's those little comments that you'll send or those emails you send. Cause even if I don't get to all the emails at once, I do try to skim them at least. Um, or, you know, tweets that I get, whatever it is, that, that is the thing that pushes me forward into the next week. It's not, trust me, it's not my sheer determination and work ethic <laughs> to do this. I am a fish. I am floating through life. I'm going where the current takes me. And so it, when I say that this is y'all's podcast and I'm saying y'all are such a big reason of why it happens. I mean, literally you are my motivation. So thank you for that. Thank you for one year of Bad Witch. The official day is uh, January 16th is our anniversary. I'm not saying you should send me any presents, but no, <laughs> no gifts are necessary, no cards. But if you just, you know, want to send me a heart on Facebook on uh, anything, that would be enough for me because, you know, I love you and I hope you love me back. Okay, so I think that's enough gushing and, and gooping for the week. Uh, yeah, this episode. Oh, Oh, so that's a couple more things. We're doing a lot of podcast business up front. So um, I am going to kind of open up the podcast a little bit more now. At first, I was very like, let me get through the topics I want to talk about. And let me kind of go where I'm really comfortable. But again, we were at a year. We're at almost 50 episodes. So um, I am taking topic submissions now. So you can email them to me. You can post them in the Facebook group. I'll probably just make a thread and you can drop them down below. Um, I am also looking for guests that might be interested in coming on. I know y'all are probably... Sick of hearing just my voice every week talking at a million miles a minute. (laughs) You might like a little more like interaction with other people. So I am taking guests. I'm taking suggestions for topics that we can cover. And um, 
also, uh, I'll tell you about that later. Mm, yeah, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Don't worry. It's nothing shocking or dramatic or like scandalous. <laughs> it's literally just podcast business. Um, and also, so for this episode, I actually wanted to do an AMA, which is an ask me anything. But then the thing with the podcast host happened. So I was like, let me kind of refocus my energy. So, uh, along with topics, if you want to submit a question, I will do a full episode in probably the next couple of weeks where you can ask me anything. You can ask me anything about witchcraft. It doesn't have to be like, how do you cast this kind of spell? You can literally be like, Mickey, what's your favorite spell to do? Mickey, what's your first, what was your first like incident at with witchcraft? What was your first, like the time in your childhood when you were, you were a witch, how old were you? You know, anything like that. Um, what's your favorite candle? What's your favorite witch shop? What's your favorite, you know, just, it doesn't have to be like specific teach us how to do things. It's just us getting to know each other a little bit better. Um, you can ask me about traveling. You can ask me about my favorite place I've been. You can ask me Australia. Oh, Australia donate. I, um, put up links in the Facebook group. I will bump it back up to the top. I have donated to wires. Um, you can definitely do the adopt a koala, the koala crusaders out of Queensland. So I'll bump it back up to the top. And I know that a lot of you have been lighting your blue candles and doing your rain spells for Australia and just trying to send them as much positive energy as possible. That is amazing. Money never hurts too. So give what you can, if you can. And in fact, I was thinking about something I can do. I donated from um, the merch sales that I had last year for Bad Witch, but I think I might also <clears throat> do something where like, I'll do a card pool for you. And then I'll just donate that money as well. Or I'll do a reading. I'll offer readings and do and send the money off. I mean, Australia, as y'all know, when I talked about it, just has the most special place in my heart. And I want to move there, to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm too old to get the visa. But I'll figure it out. I'll get an Australian husband or something in the meantime. Um, but yeah, I love it so much. It is devastating what's happening. I lived in California for a long time. I've been through the fires there. And just the loss of life, human life, the loss of animal life just kills me. And it's just this magical, beautiful place that impacted me so differently from anywhere I've ever traveled. So yeah, um, if the readings sound good to you, if the card pulls sound good to you, I'll do um, $5 for the card pulls. I'll do uh, $15 for the readings, which is lower than my normal price. And if you want to take me up on either of those, I will donate to probably Wires. Um, who else? Oh gosh, what's that other one? It's in the Facebook group. So um, I'll show you when I make the donation. Okay. What were we talking about? Oh, so for the ask me anything. Um, yeah. So you can ask me about fashion. You can ask me about anything that has to do with me as a person. You can ask me about me as a witch, but you know, it can be loosey goosey. It's something that's just fun. So we can kind of get into those deep things you may have wanted to know about me, but I tell you my whole life all the time on this podcast. <laughs> anyway. But also, yeah, you can ask me spell related questions, virtual related questions, witchcraft related questions, and we'll do a full episode. It'll be really fun. Oh, and along with that, y'all, I'm, I'm so manic today. Um, I would love if you would submit witch kid stories about yourself, about your own kids, any little tidbit you might want to share, because it is, I want to get to know you. I want all of us to get to know each other. So it won't just be an episode where it's an ask me anything, but it will be a share anything. It's a show and tell, <laughs> you know, dust off those good old kindergarten skills. We're going to do a show and tell. Um, yeah, I'm all over the place, but it's because I didn't get to talk to you last week and I, have been very busy with my regular job and I have been very busy with trying to re-download this entire series and fight with the podcast host. So <laughs> we have a lot of catching up to do. But anyway, today we're going to do something just short and sweet. I always say that <laughs> it's like two hours long, but 
in thinking about this being a full year, right, and thinking about the origins of this podcast made me think about my origins as a little baby witch. And again, I have to go back to that modern witch's spell book. And that <laughs> the thing I bought when I was 11, and I was like, yes, this is me. I have arrived. And finding that St. Agnes Eve spell in there. And I really was going back in my mind. I was like, was that the first taste of of spell work and witchcraft and like feeling like I want to pursue this that I got. And yeah, it is. Um, I mean, the craft was the thing that really lit the fuse and sent me all the way to this journey today. Obviously I'm obsessed with it. And it, I saw Rochelle and I was like, Oh, bingo. Got it. Okay. Now I know what I am, but it was getting that book and seeing that spell. That's the first spell I ever latched onto. That's the person I ever wanted to not just be aware of my magic, but work my magic. And as I've told y'all for the past 20 years, almost exactly, I have forgotten to do it. <laughs> it always passes me by. And then like end of January or like in May, I'll be like, oh, damn, I forgot to do it. So <clears throat> we are going to learn it today because we have a few days until it gets here. And also in thinking about St. Agnes, you know, I grew up Catholic. I, I know my saints pretty well, but um, each saint has a story. And each story can be intense. <laughs> there are not a lot of happy endings. You know, saints get martyred most of the time. So um, they can be pretty intense. But I thought it would be fun to not just talk about the ritual that's associated with her and the seeing your future spouse or your husband or your partner, whomever, um, but to learn her story a little bit because I think there is a little magic in there as well. And it also led me to what I want to do going into this new year, which is, I thought it would be fun to start with, I don't know if I'm going to do it directly like one after the other, but I'm going to probably, if not one right after the other, I'll do them intermittently each week. So I'll do this thing that I'm about to tell you about. And then I'll do like a more traditional episode where we, you know, learn a new part of our craft. But I want to focus on witches or prominent women in witchcraft, even if they don't necessarily associate with being a witch and tell their story. You know, I love talking about history. I love the history episodes I did. Like Salem might be my favorite episode. I love that Macbeth episode that y'all stuck out with me. <laughs> and so we're going to start with St. Agnes today. And then in no particular order, I might switch it around. I know for sure I want to do Medusa. Um, I'm obsessed with her story and I'm obsessed with knowing her real story after what we've been told all these years. And if I could have snakes for hair and a glare that turned men into stone, I would gladly accept it. Um, and then um, I definitely want to do Marie Laveau because, you know, I'm a New Orleans baby at heart no matter where I am in the world. And Marie Laveau was also one of those really early things that I latched onto that felt comforting to me and that I knew was right to me in some way and felt... I mean, I told y'all I used to tell people I was a descendant of Marie Laveau, right? Because I'm insane. <laughs> I just latched onto this witch thing. I really did. And I, I knew when I found it, I, I knew what I, I knew I found the right place I was supposed to be. So yeah, I'm Marie Laveau because she's been really important to my journey. And, you know, whether people believe she's real or whether she's not, whether people believe that she was a voodoo priestess or not, whether people believe she carried magic or not, her story is the story of a badass woman. And so that's another reason I want to cover her. And then, of course, I told y'all we're going to talk about Hecate. I'm still not great on the pronunciation, so I'm going to go with the one that I've always known to be it. Um, I 
y'all, and bless you, you all like sent in different ones and I'm sure they're a hundred times better than the ones I'm saying. Um, but Hecate is the one that I've always heard. It's the one that I've always said. And so we're going to probably round out and close it down with her. Um, and then this might be something that we'll just sprinkle in here and there, but I definitely going into like the second year of this podcast and going into 2020, I want to use this to highlight powerful witchy women. So yeah, I'm not saying St. Agnes is a witch. I am saying that we got our witch ritual out of it. So <laughs> why not tell her story while we're here? I think it'll be kind of interesting. And uh, yeah, we'll actually do our ritual for once. And hopefully all of you that already have partners go to sleep that night and don't dream of anything but them. <laughs> all right. So let's do our Patreon shout outs and then we're going to get started. Okay, I just recorded this once and then I realized there's at least three Ashleys now. Um, I don't want to say your last name, you know, because it's like your privacy. Um, but just know I see all three Ashleys, so I will shout out all of you. <laughs> I just realized there's people with the same name. Okay, so special thank you. A special first birthday, first anniversary of Bad Witch thank you to Maria, Crystal, Maya, Aurora, Kala, Cassandra, Adam, Bren, Kara, Kelly, Nolling, Ashley, Emily, Heidi, Jennifer, Ashley, Ashley. That's why I realized because they're both together. Um, Lena, Sam, Brandy, Sasha, Celine, Brad, Megan, Teresa, Megan. Let me know if you're a Megan or another pronunciation because, you know, my first name is different. Um, Teresa, Amber, Elizabeth, Aaron, Carla, Shannon, Adrian, Amanda, and Vanessa. And then we have a couple people that just signed up for January. Give me one second. Um, oh, and then we have Melissa, Jamie, and Kim. So welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, especially in January. I know it's hard to like keep a Patreon, uh, or keep your like pledges coming because we just spent all of our money for the holidays. So I especially appreciate it. And, um, you know, being that we're a year in, this is really how I'm able to run this podcast. So it is so appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It means so much. Okay. So let's talk about St. Agnes. And St. Agnes's Eve, and that's going to be our homework this week, uh, except if you're married out there. You know what? Still do it. It might be fun. Maybe you'll see, I don't know, some other thing that manifests for you that you've been having a question about. So let's just see what happens. You know, it doesn't always, spells are uh, what we make of them. And really, it's the intention we put into them that is part of what's driving them. So, you know. Maybe you'll see something that you've been waiting for an answer on. Maybe you'll see a future child. Maybe you'll see a future um, just segment of your life that you haven't anticipated yet. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen. It's going to be fun to kind of <laughs> thinking, how are we going to show if you want to share, how are we going to show on the thread what pops up for us? Because it might be someone we've never met yet. I was like, should we sketch artists it out? <laughs> I'll just describe my person and we'll see what happens. Okay. So St. Agnes, I am going to actually just read you her story. Um, but I do want to say I went to the source, which is Mama Donna, and I asked her if she knew the story of St. Agnes because my mom is um, Catholic. She is the Catholic, but also a witch, as we know. Um, same, same, same. And of course, she knew like the bare bones of it because she has just this insane memory and she's extremely smart. And she just knows everything about the Catholic Church. <laughs> like, I mean, good and bad. But um, so Mama Donna's version I will share with you now. St. Agnes was a beautiful girl and um, all the men wanted to marry her. But then there is this one guy who really wanted to marry her. And she was like, uh-uh, no thank you because I have invested in my chastity and my virginity and I am all about my purity, honey. So we're not doing it. 
And then um, he had her thrown into a brothel because men historically do not handle rejection well because, you know, male toxicity. And um, then from there, my mom didn't know the rest. <laughs> she, she was like something, 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 sainthood. <laughs> but you know what? She wasn't that far off. And then um, as I will share with you in a little bit, I, will, I'm, I screamed reading this story because as I said before, the thoughts that have been going through my head is I want to talk about women in the next you know month or so that are witchy in some way, have some kind of magic to them, even if we don't necessarily think of witches and call them witches. Um, but we might see that come up as I'm telling you the story. So I'm just going to read it to you. Oh, and I wanted to say, um, the reason I even wanted to look into her story, aside from, you know, I just, I want to know her story. She's another woman and I'd, I'd love to hear the tell of what she went through. Um, is that I was trying to figure out the correlation between Agnes, the, the girl, St. Agnes, this, you know, figure and where the St. Agnes's Eve thing came from. So I was just trying to find a link because I've known the St. Agnes Eve spell ritual, whatever you want to call it since I was, you know, 10, 11 when I got this book. But I, as an adult, I'm thinking not just like, oh, who's my husband? But I'm thinking, what is it about her that these two things have come together? And now this is like the mythology or the practice that's associated with her. So I think I kind of solved it. So we'll get there. But yeah, let me go ahead and start reading her story. Oh, and also, it's just, you know how you never put things together? So um, like I said, I got this spell book when I was 10 or 11. I was obsessed with the St. Agnes thing. That's the thing that stuck out to me. In fact, I think just kind of flashing back right now, I opened the book and that's the first thing my eyes landed on. And I was like, yes, I need this because <laughs> I was boy crazy. Um, not thinking that the church that was my family's home church forever, like my grandfather was buried there or it was, um, his services were there. You know, my grandparents still go, my grandma still goes there. My grandparents went there for their entire lives and marriage and their parents went there. It's called St. Agnes Church. So it's the St. Agnes, you know, the one and only. And I never made the connection that like St. Agnes has thus been present in my entire life. I mean, it's the church I went to when I was a very little girl. So she's always been there. And now I'm kind of having this full circle witchy moment because of course that's how it always works. So our girl Agnes, um, I always think of her as being like this fully formed adult woman, but she was 12 or 13 at the time of her whole story taking place, which is wild. But I guess back then you were considered an adult at 12 and 13, which is a whole other set of what? <laughs> I mean, I guess lower life expectancy. Anyway, uh, let's, let's be glad that it's moved on a little bit since then. So when she was 12 or 13, the beautiful Agnes of Rome became the object of a rich young man's devotions. His parents, his father being the prefect of Rome, I'm not sure what that position is, but I do know it's powerful and it's like pretty up there, offered her riches if she would make a match with their son. But Agnes had already decided to consecrate herself to Jesus. Um, so then this next part, they just talk about her own words. Uh, it's pretty long, so I won't read you the whole thing. But it's from the Golden Legend written in AD 1275 by Jacobus, Jacobus de Veronier, Archbishop, that word's so hard for me, Archbishop of Genoa. And basically in this section, she is saying like, I will have no spouse, but, you know, Jesus, and this is who I've given my heart to, and I will remain chaste. And this is part of my faith. And, you know, whatever you believe, it's important to respect other people's faith, as long as it's not harming anyone else. And obviously these men who are like, but you're beautiful and we want you, we're like, we're not going to respect you as a person. We're not going to respect your faith. I'm um, going to expect, and, and 
in fact, we're going to condemn you because of what you believe. You know, like witches have also gone through that historically. So um, let's see if there's any section. Okay, I'll just read you one little tiny snippet. She says, I will have none other spouse but him, him being Jesus. Um, I will seek none other. And no matter way, in no manner may I leave him with him. I am firm and fastened in love, which is more noble, more puissant. Whew, that's a hard word. And fairer than others. So she was very committed to this, you know? It was no one else's place to tell her what she should and should not believe. And again, we're talking about like a little girl. Crazy. So she was starting to be exposed as a Christian. Christianity was not the main religion at this time in this area. So, you know, people were being put to death for being uh, found out for worshiping. Okay, but still refused. Whereupon she was indeed exposed in order to choose between sacrificing to pagan gods or being thrown into a brothel. She refused to be taken to the Roman temple uh, to Minerva or Athena, as we know her. So she was stripped naked and thrown into the brothel where the men who visited were stricken in their hearts and couldn't bear to look upon her. Another version of the story is that they were struck blind and quite literally were not able to look upon her. So it's not that they were even like having this moment of this is a young girl. She is like laid bare before us. This is so wrong. Like the lust we're feeling for her is wrong and we cannot harm her. And this is against her will and her dignity is being, you know, attacked. No, none of that. It was just like, literally they were made blind. So there you go. Um, okay. And oh, okay. I'll get to that in a second. All it is said, but one man, the prefect's son, he mocked the more sensitive men, pushed his way into the brothel, and was struck blind when he tried to look at her. In any case, her modesty was kept intact by her long hair. Legendary accounts have it that an angel came to bring her a white robe to cover herself. Um, it's also uh, another version that I was reading. It's believed that there was like a hail of thunder and lightning that basically would like protect her from anyone that was trying to take her, her virginity away from her. So yeah, basically there was divine intervention and they were like, you can't touch her and um, still doesn't end well for her though, unfortunately. The golden legend says that the prefect heard what happened to his son and ran to the brothel, accusing Agnes of cruelty and enchantment. That's right. Agnes was accused of witchcraft. She was condemned as a witch. I knew it. I knew when I said it. I'm not saying she's a witch, but I am saying I knew it. That when I said I want to tell her story, I know there's some kind of connection here. There's some reason that St. Agnes Eve is like so important to us and it's popping off in this way and it's such a like known ritual. I, I knew there was some kind of connection there. There was some kind of magical connection. So yeah, she was condemned as a witch. She was thought to be a witch and that she was practicing witchcraft and enchantment and all of these things and she was blinding these men, you know, because... Because what's the first thing any woman that ever challenges any kind of power or authority or does anything that no one, that men or the patriarchy don't like? You accuse her of being a witch. That's what happens to this day. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not funny. It's just funny how things never change. So, um, okay. So she was accused of enchantment. She was condemned as a witch, literally. Uh, he then wanted to let Agnes go for fear of being banished. Uh, but fearing being banished, put a lieutenant in his place who first tried to kill Agnes by fire, which didn't harm her and then ended up killing her with a sword. No matter the exact circumstances of her death, her remains were laid in a tomb on the Via Nomentana and Constantine built a basilica there at the insistence of his daughter, Constantina, who was buried next to her in a separate mausoleum in AD 354. Um, and then Hope, oh my gosh, Hope Ponius, no, Pope Honorius. <laughs> AD 
625 to 638 later remodeled the shrine. It is said in the Golden Legend that when her parents and friends were visiting the tomb one night, quote, they saw a great multitude of virgins clad in investments of gold and silver and a great light shone before them. And on the, the right side of the tomb, uh, sorry, on, and on the right side was a lamb more white than snow and saw also St. Agnes among the virgins, where, which said to her parents, take heed and see that ye dwell me no more as dead, but be ye joyful with me. For with all these virgins, Jesu Christ hath given me most brightest habitation and dwelling, and am with him joined in heaven, whom in earth I love with all my thought. And this was the eighth day after her passion. The passion being, um, you know, her like torture and being put to death. And then this just continues on with her story. The lamb, as a symbol of purity, is one of the symbols of St. Agnes. In Rome on this day, the Holy Father will bless to the Pope will bless two crowned lambs brought to the church of St. Agnes in two baskets decorated in red martyrdom and white purity. Like I said, these saint stories usually end in martyrdom. It's not great. <laughs> like, you know, you get to be a saint in the end, you get to be revered, but there is a lot of torture and death and sadness in a lot of these saint stories. Um, by Trappist of the Tre Fontaine Monastery, the lambs are blessed and then taken to the, coven the convent of St. Cecilia, I am also named after St. Cecilia. I think I've told y'all before, there's like seven people in my family who all have that name. So, you know, St. Agnes, I, was, I feel like I was meant to tell the story. Um, where the sisters care for them and use their wool to weave the palliums worn by the Pope and his archbishops. The palliums are confirmed on new archbishops. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. St. Agnes, <laughs> like St. Valentine, St. Catherine of Alexandria, and St. Anthony of Padua is invoked by single women in search of a husband. Here we go. And today is a good day to pray such a prayer. In fact, medieval folklore says that on St. Agnes Eve, girls are often granted visions of their future husbands. Scottish girls would meet in a crop field at midnight, throw grains onto the soil, and pray. Now, we're using prayer interchangeable, interchangeably with um, spell. You know, they're not that different. I've talked about this before, how the cadence of them is even written the same. So, uh, yeah, if you're not comfortable with the word prayer or with the concept of praying, they're kind of, they're all kind of all in the same wheelhouse. So they would say, or they would say this spell or they would recite this ritual. Agnes sweet and Agnes fair, hither, hither, now repair. Bonnie, Agnes, let me see the lad who is to marry me. Now, if you want to meet with all your girlfriends in, you know, moonlight and throw grain into the soil and do this together, I say go for it, but I am going to give you another version. Um, and then these are different variations on the ritual that I have also come across. In some places, it is said that those who fast, keep silence, and conduct certain rituals will have a vision of their future husband. I'm just, sorry, I'm, it's just hitting me how crazy this is that we're talking again about a Catholic saint in the religion of Catholicism. You know, saints aren't um, like canon in other parts of Christianity. They are just in Catholicism. Um, are they in Episcopalianism? I don't think so. I think they're just Catholic. Anyway, but I think it's crazy that we're talking about this like strictly relig religious thing, but then comes these rituals and the spell work, right? There's It's so all interconnected. Anyway. Um, okay, so... Uh, the rituals vary from place to place, but include among them included among them are walking backward to bed while not looking behind you, um, pulling out a row of pins, saying a pattern for each one. So the pattern would be like the All Father, if you know it. Um, eating a yolkless boiled egg with salt, filling the cavity where the yolk has been, thereby prompting the future husband to bring the girl water in a dream, making a special cake called a dumb cake, walking backward with it to bed and eating it, and sprinkling sprigs of thyme and rosemary with holy water. 
placing them on each side of the bed and invoking St. Agnes. An old book called Mother Brunch's Closet Newly Broke Open. Sure, that's a great title for a book. <laughs> Speaks of the St. Agnes Eve custom. There is, in January, a day called St. Agnes's Day. It is always the one and twelfth of that month. It is always the one and twelfth of that month. Is she trying? I think she's trying to say the twenty-first, because that's it's the twentieth, twenty-first. Okay, uh, I don't know what that means. The Saint Agnes uh, had a great favor for young men and maids, and will bring onto their bedside at night their sweethearts if they follow this rule, as I shall declare upon thee. Upon this day, thou y'all, why th this uh, old English is killing me. <laughs> upon this day. Thou must be sure to keep a true fast, for thou must not eat or drink all that day, nor at night. Neither let any man, woman, or child kiss thee that day, and thou must be sure at night when thou goest to bed to put on a clean shift, and the best thou hast, the better thou mayest speed. And thou must have clean cloths on the head, for St. Agnes does love to see clean cloths when she comes. And when thou liest down on thy back, as straight as thou canst, and both thy hands are laid underneath thy head. They then say, now good St. Agnes play the part and sent to me my own sweetheart. And, sh and shew, show, S-H-E-W, <laughs> and show me such a happy bliss this night of him to have a kiss. And then be sure to fall asleep as soon as thou canst. And before, <laughs> sorry, that sounds so crazy reading this. And before thou awakest out of the first sleep, thou shalt see him come and stand before thee. And thou shalt perceive by his habit what tradesman he is. Oh, okay. So it's a man with a job. Love that for us. But be sure thou declarest not thy dream to anyone in 10 days. Oh, I haven't read that part before. And by that time, thou mayest come to see thy dream come to pass. So apparently he'll be here by the 31st, which sounds good to me. <laughs> and then also uh, it's noted that John Keats wrote an epic poem. I think it's 42 stanzas um, called the Eve of St. Agnes. That is all about this girl and her love and this like kind of um, monstrous family that she's a part of. And uh, it was written in 1820 and I'm going to read it for you now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Could you imagine that that would truly be too much? So yeah, that is the story of St. Agnes. And that is the story of the rituals of St. Agnes on the night of her, uh, I think it's called a feast day. Like the day that you celebrate that saint, every saint, every day has like a saint associated with it. And then there are also, so we're gonna talk about patron saints in just a second. Hi, it's the Catholic cast. I don't know why <laughs> we're going so deep in it. Well, it's because we're talking about a saint, but, um, there's also patron saints of, and we're going to talk about what St. Agnes is the patron saint of in a second. But like I said, St. Cecilia before she's the patron saint of music. And that is who, um, we're all named after in my family, but for my birthday, which is March 8th, the patron saint there. Oh my gosh. I remember when I was in PSR, our teacher was going to like look up all of our birthdays and mine was the only one that didn't have someone associated with it, which I was like rude, but okay. Typical. And then she was like the, closest she could find was someone that like walked around the countryside naked and then grew out their hair really long to cover it. And like, that was the whole story. I was like, all right, cool, cool. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. So yeah. Um, I always, I always like when I'm thinking about patron saints, I automatically go to St. Cecilia because for March 8th, it's not, you know, nothing to write home about. So, um, I'm going to pick up a little bit from this website called historic-uk.com, which also is telling the story of Agnes, but it's a little more in, you know, just the way we speak and not so much in thou, thou speest, 
Um, and so it just elaborates a little bit more on the stuff I just showed, shared with you from um, the other page. So January 20th is the eve of St. Agnes, traditionally the night when girls and unmarried women wishing to dream of their future husbands would perform certain rituals before going to bed. Rituals. Like witchcraft. Bizarrely, these rituals included transferring pins one by one from a pin cushion to your sleeve while reciting the Lord's Prayer. Um, when I first read this, I don't know why, but I read this on like another thing too. But I thought they meant you had to take the pins out of a pin cushion and stick yourself with them. And I was like, well, I'm definitely not doing that one. But yeah, you just take them one at a time and you pin them into the sleeve of whatever you're wearing. So if that's one you want to go for, if you have a pin cushion lying around, that's the one for you. Also, the walking backwards upstairs to bed and the fasting all day. We talked about both of those. I think in the Modern Witches spell book, when we get to it, it's something about you can't turn and look behind you before you go to bed like you have to face forward I don't know if it talks about the walking backward while you are like getting yourself into bed but I think for some reason that's something that really sticks out in my mind but we'll double check it in just a second um I didn't mean to rhyme <laughs> another tradition was to eat a portion of dumb cake okay so I said dumb cake in the last one this is what it is a salty confection prepared with friends in total silence <laughs> so that's gonna sound fun to make but you know then your sweetheart comes and brings you water so you're okay um, but yeah, the silence thing is really kind of sticking out and I'm wondering why that's so important. Um, I haven't been able to find a link about what the silence has to do with it. I mean, it is meditative and maybe that is how we're setting our intention while we're making the cake or we're fasting or, you know, we're walking around backwards, hopefully not stumbling over anything or transferring the pens. Maybe it's that because that is what's giving us the time to set our intention and to say, like, I really want this ritual to work. I really want this spell to work. And this is what I'm trying to dream of. And this is what, you know, I want to come to me and St. Agnes, you know, come to me and show me who it is. So maybe, maybe the silence is to like put us into a meditative state for our spell work. Um, so yeah, you have the dumb cake before retiring to bed, ho hoping to dream of a future love. So this is yet another little spell. St. Agnes, that's to lovers kind, come ease the trouble of my mind. So there's one, and then I'll reread you the Scotland one, where the girls would uh, throw grain in the soil and run around the field of crops at midnight. If that's one for you, let me know. That one honestly sounds the most fun. <laughs> you don't have to be silent. You can run around and scream and say it out loud. So that one is Agnes sweet and Agnes fair, hither, hither, now repair. Bonnie, Agnes, let me see the lad who is to marry me. So there's two. The other one was the one I read from, um, I just read from the section from that book with the best title I've ever heard. So there's three. And then there's also a fourth one in um, the Modern Witches spell book is this is the version that you plan on doing, which is the version I plan on doing. So then it tells the story of Agnes, which we've gone over. We don't need to do that again. Um, oh, and so the significance, I have always wondered this is like your saints day, the birthday of the saint. What is it? For Agnes, who again was 12 or 13, she died on the 21st of January in 304. So that's why the eve when we celebrate it is the 20th, which is why, I, again, not only that it's our one year anniversary, but I was like, I have to get this episode out because I said a year ago, or was it a full, no, it wasn't a full year, but I said, you know, months and months ago, we are going to do, this is going to be the year we might do this spell with St. Agnes. So here we are. Oh, and let me also say, um... I know that there are secular, secular witches out there that don't include religion in their practice at all, in their craft at all. Of course, that is more than fine. But I will say, as I've said in past episodes, 
working with angels and working with saints to me is not necessarily a religious thing just because there is a religious story and culture there. I really do think that these are figures just like our gods and goddesses, just like our ancestors that are there to help and guide and are all a part of this process and are all kind of natural to us. But, you know, I know there's witches that don't deal with angels, saints, gods, goddesses, anything like that. And your work is totally secular and I totally respect that. But yeah, if you, I'm, I just, I'm saying all this to say, practice how you feel comfortable. You don't have to do this if you don't want to, obviously. And you don't have to be Catholic to talk to St. Agnes. Just like I said, Archangel Gabriel and Archangel Michael are like constantly called upon in this house and with me. But I would do it whether I was Catholic or not. I would do it whether I was Christian or not. I would do it whether I believed in anything or not because I think of them as guiding figures as opposed to religious figures. So, yeah. And if you are secular and totally secular, like, yo, I'm not dealing with the same thing and that's not for me at all, then I hope you just, you know, liked hearing a story. I thought I think it's a interesting story of nothing else. Um, yeah, so she died on the 21st of January. There you go. It wasn't her birthday. That's what I actually originally thought. So uh, we talked about the tomb. I'm going to read what happened at the tomb in plain English <laughs> because it makes a little bit more sense. So when her parents visited her tomb eight days later, they were met by a chorus of angels, including Agnes with a white lamb by her side. The lamb, a symbol of purity, is one of the symbols associated with St. Agnes. Now going back to the patron thing. St. Agnes is the patron saint of, and this is going to be the answer for why she is the one that we are like, girl, show me this husband. It's because she is the patron saint of chastity, girls, engaged couples, virgins. Literally, if you look it up, like her main thing is being the patron of virgins and also of um, sexual assault and rape victims, which I think is great. If religion is a part of your life in any way, or if you're comfortable working with these kind of figures in any way, um, you know, she might be someone that you can call on and someone who can give you, uh, you know, some kind of peace or that you can talk to or that can help you work through something that you may have gone through. So that is our St. Agnes. And, you know, virginity is a complicated concept. Actually, it's not. It is a social construct that is put upon women to punish us and, you know, looked at men and is a way to like give credit to men. So let me also point out that St. Agnes does not only work for virgins. <laughs> like when I first read about this and thinking back to medieval times where virginity was very much more um, regulated by the family, the church, whomever, this ritual and this spell and this prayer, however we want to call it, was thought to be performed by virgins and working for virgins only. Um, so in my case, that ship has sailed. <laughs> I think for a lot of us, that ship has sailed. But you know what? I think honestly, it's still going to work for anyone that tries it, especially because it's a spell. All right. And we're witches and that's what we do. But yeah, she, so I think that is the link that I was looking for. Why is she the one that for her feast day, this is what we do. Why is it her, the eve of her day? And it's because she is, really involved with things that are about love and sex. And even though she committed her virginity somewhere, um, you know, she's still a part of that. So that's why, as far as I can tell, this is why, you know, us witches still turn to St. Agnes when we want to do this particular spell. Um, so we told you about Keats poem. Oh, well, I won't read you the whole thing. What if I just was like, no, I was just kidding before. Here it is. <laughs> no, but here is one line from it. Upon St. Agnes' Eve, young virgins might have visions of delight and soft adorings from their loves received, which means we go to sleep, we dream of it, and that's the whole purpose of this. Um, so it's something that really has been around so long. I mean, Keats was writing about it in 1820, 
And this is something that I'm sure was like orally and written down, passed through generations and generations and generations. And um, I do consider it witchcraft. I'm being totally honest. <laughs> Again, not saying she's a witch, but I am saying if she was condemned as a witch and she was accused of enchantment and basically witchcraft and we're doing this spell, there is a witchy connection there. And that's why I felt compelled to share it with all of you. So from um, the Modern Witches Spellbook, which is by Sarah Lyndon Morrison. It's been a long time since I've referenced this book, but I know some of you went and bought it. Uh, I was actually <laughs> reading through it earlier because I was trying to get to the right page. And I really do need to sit with it and go through it as an adult woman because um, there's a lot more in here than I ever realized. I mean, talismans and wax figures and even tapping into voodoo a little bit and Valerian. Also, I do... Okay, I'm all over the place. Um, but I do want to do an episode on voodoo. I feel very compelled to do it. I might tie it in with the Marie Laveau episode. But that's, again, something that's so intrinsically tied to my culture and who I am as a witch um, that I want to share it with all of you. So if you're interested in that or if you have knowledge of voodoo, please feel free to uh, jump on that one with me. I have been wanting to do it for a long time. I'm a little wary because it is a whole religion I would be tackling and I really don't want to get anything wrong. Those... Those episodes talking about Marie Laveau, talking about Hecate, um, talking about Medusa. Like, I want to tell these stories correctly. So those are the ones that make me the most nervous and take the most time on my part. But I want to just tell it right. Um, but yeah, because this is our first real episode of 2020, I'm just giving you all the housekeeping that we're going to be doing over the course of the next year, too. Okay. So yeah, The Modern Witch's Spellbook, A Guide to the Mysteries of the Occult, Explaining How to Cast Spells, Work Charms, and Love Magic, and Improve Daily Living Through Witchcraft, Sarah Lyndon Morrison. It is a black book with like a big purple splotch on it and then like retro um, yellow fonts. And if you can't find it, just be like, Mickey, what does it look like? And I'll find it on Amazon. You don't, I don't support Amazon. It's a whole thing. But um, I will show you the picture of it so you know if you want to buy it from wherever. So this is what we are instructed to do for St. Agnes's Eve. This is the one I'm going to do. One of the very best nights where a girl or a woman or a lady or a man or whomever and however you identify, I don't think it has to be relegated just to one person, um, to discover who her future husband is to be, according to British tradition, is January 20th, St. Agnes's Eve. In the wee hours, English girls may be found doing eccentric things like crawling on hands and knees in moonlight, snowy fields, gathering winter grasses and larking about nude and shadowy copses. Not to be confused with another word that I almost said, um, though not for long on that cold night. Sing song, sing songing rhymes of enchantment to invigil. Oh, I've never heard that word before. Um, to invigil the good saint to produce visions of their husbands to be. So, I mean, if that doesn't all sound like witchcraft, I don't know what to tell you. In fact, it sounds like the witchcraft that all of those wild girls in Salem were just making up and accusing people <laughs> to making them do. Um, but yeah, I mean, there you go. It's written right there. It is a ritual. This is witchcraft. We are practicing it. Uh, candlelit kitchens steamy with cauldrons of magic soups are, uh, or are other scenes for the persuasion of St. Agnes and churches are filled on that Eve with pretty girls beseeching her plaster image directly. So um, I don't know if you have to be pretty. That seems a little... I think anyone that wants to know can do this. And I think all people are beautiful in their own way. Um, but yeah, some people are, are like, I'm getting in the pew. I'm saying I want to be heard. I'm saying this right now. So whatever works for you. There's a more religious bend if that's the way you want to do it. On her special night, St. Agnes, like Santa Claus, hello, is one busy spirit. 
And it's a wonder she's able to extend her good offices to the number of anxious girls that she does. I'm, <laughs> I'm really taking uh, exception with this being girls when I am 32 years old, but you know what? It's fine. Of course, the young diviners who know the best spells for catching St. Agnes's attention are the first ones to have it. As in all magic, the ceremony is the medium through which the mind's concentrated power provokes action. So a time-tested working ritual is more likely to help a witch confidently whip up the necessary pitch of power than one that, say, uh, she makes up as she goes along. Okay, well, that was personally dragging me because I told y'all I always make up my spells on the spot. I just speak them aloud. But this this is why we're reading this and this is why we're going to follow this. So for once in my life, I get it together. I do this on the night I'm supposed to and magic happens. If you wish to find out about your future mate, then follow the St. Agnes's Eve recipe, which was told to me by a witch in London. Boil a kettle of salted water and drop three garlic bulbs therein. Simmer the garlic for a half hour, then remove it. Each, eat one clove from each of the garlics and take the remaining portions to your bed. Better wrap the damn things in plastic wrap first, please. <laughs> now climb in, but before going to see, sleep, speak these words. So this is going to be your fourth incantation for St. Agnes. Dear St. Agnes, hear my plea. Garlic keeps evil from thee. Visit me with a dream tonight of my beloved husband-to-be. Dear St. Agnes, hear me. Take yourself to bed and wait for a visitation. And this, this goes on to talk about um, another practice of divination if you want to see what kind of career your husband will hold. But I will save that for another episode so we can just focus on the St. Agnes thing. So if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, and the, <laughs> the funniest part of this is I don't, as I've told y'all before, necessarily believe in getting married. And I don't know if that's something that I'm actually going to do. Like I believe in partnership. I believe in love and all of those wonderful things. But I don't know if I believe like in the practice of getting married for myself. So I don't know if I'm saying husband to be and then saying I'm going to be like, girl, I don't have anything to show you because you're not getting married. <laughs> you know? So I may change the wording just a smidge to partner to be or love to be or soulmate to be. So if you're like me and you want to change that, go for it. Um, and if you are already with your beloved, then, you know, I think you can maybe swap it out a little bit to do something else, especially because I've given you four different spells in this, um, four different variations. Then, so funny, every time I was just flipping through the book and every time I flip it open, it goes to St. Agnes's page. Of course. Of course. <laughs> She's been trying to tell me my whole life and I haven't been listening. But um, yeah, I think you may be able to invoke something else that you might want to know from the spell that you're casting. So let's just try it out and see what happens. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited that for once I'm remembering to do it. I'm excited that I bought garlic today. I'm excited that y'all have been on my ass in the Facebook group and been like, when is it girl? <laughs> Someone like who it was, but they posted a picture of like St. Agnes church or foundation or school or something. They're like, what day is it Mickey? It is the 20th. <laughs> the Eve is the 20th. Her day is the 21st of January. We are going to do this. I'm really excited. What uh, what a vision and premonition and divination to kick the year off with, right? I love it. I love that y'all stayed on me and we've come like, it's all a full circle moment, you know, and we've come full circle and now we're going to actually do this spell together if you're, you know, interested to find out what your person's going to be like. Oh, that's the thing too. If you are not attracted to men, if you do not want a husband, uh, you know, just put in your proper keywords, whatever it is, like I'm going to swap out husband for partner for soulmate or for love, you know, whatever I'm comfortable with and comes to me at the time, 
even though she said, don't do it at the time, like do it ahead of time. Okay. I'm going to solve it and say it ahead of time, but yeah, I'm going to swap out my words. So I just don't want anyone to think like this is a gender specific spell and you have to say something else. Gender is a social construct. So, you know, work with a wording that works for you. And this is a good time because we do a, a few days before it gets here where you can sit with it. And if you want to write it out, um, in fact, I will, the one from the Modern Witches Spell Book, the one I'm going to do, I will just type it out uh, in the Facebook group. And that's where we can like post it, post our results under there if we'd like. But yeah, take it and write it down for yourself. Like put that pen to paper. Spelling is a spell as we know. And if you want to change the words, that would be the perfect time to do it. You know, don't wait until the day of, like, I'm probably going to, because <laughs> I'm a bad witch. Uh, you're better witches than I am. I know that for sure. And yeah, let's see what happens. I'm so excited. I never thought when I finally got my shit together and my witch shit together enough to do this, that I would have like a thousand of you to do it with. <laughs> well, give or take. I know a lot of you have partners out there already. Um, before a single gals out there, we're going to be all set on the 20th. So yeah, that is St. Agnes and that is her story. And I hope you enjoyed learning about it. Even though the story is a bit of a bummer, like I told you, a lot of them are, I still think it's interesting to know about her. And I think it's interesting to know her place in history and to know about why this ritual has come out of this story. Um, so yeah, she's our first lady lady witch perhaps that we have kicked off this series with uh i am gonna turn it into a series i'm pretty sure and i think we are going to do medusa next i don't know if it's gonna be next week we might put in um like a practice episode in between and then go into medusa and what we can learn from her and about her own magic that she has because i again think turning men into stone is magic that i wish i could manifest for myself <laughs> all right let's do our crystal of the week and then we're gonna wrap it up until next time so I've had this one in the back of my head for a few weeks, maybe even a few months now. And I just haven't found the right episode to put it in unless I've already done it, then drag me because I forgot. But it, I don't know, this week, it just really kind of like came to the top of my mind and going with everything we've talked about with St. Agnes and purity and love and husbands and marriage and yeah, 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 yeah. So I wanted to talk about diamonds as our crystal of the week. Um, you April birthdays out there. I'm pretty sure you're diamonds. I'm furious. Are you diamonds? If you are, I'm so mad. <laughs> Listen, aquamarine's cool and all, but like, you know, I want diamond to be my birthstone, just like I want emerald and sapphire, and I complain about this every time. So I love diamonds because they are reflectors of light, and they create prisms, and they just have this incredibly high frequency of being light and beautiful and something that's kind of like soft and romantic, but they're also hard. You know, it's kind of known as the stone of invincibility that diamonds are hard and they're strong and they're unbreakable. And so I really like the duality that that stone presents for us. Um, diamonds are conductors and they're amplifiers of energy. So, you know, I was kind of thinking like, how did diamonds become? Well, I know the story about how diamonds became uh, like the engagement ring stone, the wedding ring stone. But I was wondering like in a spiritual sense, in a witchy sense, how did they get aligned with that? And I think it is that they are so aligned with like purity of love and innocence and like passion between two people, but also like amplifiers of that love. You, like, you channel the love you have and the energy you have into the ring that you give to someone else or the ring that you accept from someone else. And then that diamond, that beautiful, perfect, invincible, strong stone that's not going to break. And then amplifies that love and that energy back out. And it's something that radiates around you and your partner and kind of puts you in this just cocoon of loving, warm, beautiful, unbreakable energy, hopefully. So that's, I mean, that's what I've come up with. <laughs> I don't know. 
that's what everyone else has gone to. But I think that's why people have been drawn to the stone forever, not just its beauty and its perfection and its, you know, its strength. But I think because there's the energy attached to it as well. Um, it obviously symbolizes abundance. I mean, if you have it to add to your altar, great. I'm going to save up for the next 10 years and get a nice one that I can add to mine because I do think that as it amplifies love and, you know, partnership between two people, it also does amplify abundance and wealth and, you know, not just wealth in a material sense, but like wealth in all things and all the things that we hope in life to be wealthy and whether it is love, it's money, it's health, it's family, you know, all of those things that we all strive for. Um, it's also really good for relieving fear and anxiety. Um, and it helps with overactive imaginations and with hallucinations. So my mom, cause she's the best, got me a tennis bracelet for Christmas. And, uh, I swear it actually, I'm someone that has intrusive thoughts. It's part of my compulsion and it's part of my anxiety. And I swear with the bracelet on, I don't have the compulsive, um, like intrusive thoughts. Like I've had for the past 20 years is when they first started to get kind of bad. And I swear it evens me out. And when I sleep with that bracelet on, cause sometimes I do fall asleep and then my mom was like, girl, <laughs> you better not mess that thing up or lose it. Um, I, I sleep so peacefully. And I think it is again, amplifying like positive energy and light energy around me and taking away any kind of like negativity or dark energy that I may be manifesting from my own anxiety and my own negativity that, you know, comes into all of our minds at times, or that may be around me depending on the environment. You know, I have been doing a lot of shooting recently. So I've been in a lot of different cities and I've been, um, in a lot of different hotel rooms and you're just soaking in energy all the time. So I brought my bracelet with me, even though I'm afraid of losing it and getting in trouble <laughs> and having to call my mom and say, mom, I don't know where it is, but I do feel like it has been very, very protected of me. So I'm not just thankful for it because it's this beautiful piece of jewelry and, you know, it comes from my family, which is so important to me, but I'm thankful for it because I feel like it literally is like a manifestation of their love kind of protecting me and over me, if that makes sense. So yeah, needless to say, I'm a big old fan of diamonds. Uh, I don't have many. I would like to work my way up to some. <laughs> the bracelet is a, a start that I am so thankful for. Um, it's also thought to be a master healer of the emotional, the spiritual, the physical. Um, you know, it's just, if it's something that you do, I, I, I keep going back to like, in my mind, even I'm visualizing a wedding ring, a wedding band and seeing this diamond sitting there, you know, no matter what size, no matter what clarity, no matter what cut, just this thing that we have attached to ourselves and the energy that it, it provides, but also the energy that it takes in and that it amplifies. And also do we wear this thing like, of course, diamonds are beautiful. They're, and not everyone chooses to go with a diamond. I totally respect that. I have a lot of friends that got, like, Mossonite rings and Moonstone rings. And pearl rings is, like, kind of the new trend I'm really into. I look at rings a lot, even though I'm not into um, getting married necessarily because I like jewelry. <laughs> I like jewelry and fashion and style, obviously. But um, I, I keep seeing it and I'm thinking this thing that we wear on ourselves, if we really take a look at it spiritually, all the things it does for us. And do we are we drawn to it? And this did this become the stone? Not just because it's physically beautiful, but because we do feel that it heals. We feel that it protects and it feels that it's charged with so much high frequency energy and it radiates it out and it cocoons us. You know, I, I don't know. I'm having deep thoughts about diamonds right now and it may just be me talking myself into buying some diamond earrings or something. I don't know. One of these days. <laughs> but I, 
I have been saving this stone. It's been speaking to me for a while. And this really feels like the episode where we had to share it. So that is our crystal of the week, our gemstone of the week, our stone of the week. I don't know if in in an entire year we have still settled on a term, but I call them crystals. So let's go with that. Um, so yeah, that is it for this week. Uh, again, your homework, if you so choose to accept it, what am I saying? Uh, is to do the St. Agnes ritual and again, modify it for yourself. You know, um, Hey, if you feel like getting your coven together and dancing around the moonlight in the crops and throwing out a uh, grain and, you know, saying that Scottish spell, go for it. If you want to make the dumb cake with your friends and if you can be around your friends and be silent, I can't, we giggle constantly, as you can tell from you know, everything about my personality, then do that. Um, you know, if you want to do the walking backwards or the not looking behind you, I swear it it wasn't in the modern witch's book, but I swear some version I read is not walking backwards, but just make sure you don't look behind you. So as with the dumb cake, take that with a grain of salt from me because I cannot remember exactly where I picked that up from, but I do, I'm not going to look behind me. I think it is something that's important. Um, but yeah, give it a try. And if you want to modify it, definitely go for it. I'm sure it will reveal more to you than just, you know, a husband because there's more things in the world than being married, <laughs> you know, truth be told. Um, but yeah, that is it. Again, thank you so much. I am so happy that we have made it to a year together. Um, I am just the luckiest witch in the world. I, I believe that I'm even luckier than in teen witch when, um, she got all of her powers and then the whole school thought she was really popular. I'm even luckier than that. <laughs> so I love you all. Um, Teespring, if you want to hit up the merch, I am going to try to get some new merch up soon. Uh, it's been a little busy over here, but you know, one thing at a time, uh, the Bowage podcast at gmail.com. I am behind, like I told you, but I'm getting there. Uh, facebook.com. <laughs> I don't know why that sounded so funny to me. Facebook.com slash bad witch is the Facebook group and the answer to join is the craft. We're also accepting flubber, blubber, teen witch, hocus pocus at this point. Just anything. Listen, I know some of y'all are like, um, I listen to the podcast. I'm really bad at just like retaining information like that. I don't really watch movies. So I don't remember. Just be like Mickey's the host, you know, just say anything. The only thing I won't let you in for is if you just say, I don't know, or if you leave it blank because it's not a, it's a private group, but it's not a hidden secret group or whatever they call it. So I know people can find it and they'll be like, Oh, I'm a witch or I'm into witch stuff. So let me join. And I really want it to be for like people that listen to the podcast. So we keep it, you know, uh, for us, it's our coven. And not that we're exclusionary, but I just want to make sure it's um, safe for everyone basically. And it's all people with the best meaning intentions. So yeah, if everything I just said about the movies passes over your head, (laughs) just let me know that you listen. Even if you just say, Oh, I'm five episodes in, I just want to join the group. I haven't even heard that yet you're good. Um, this might be your first episode. People pick up like right and the freshest thing that I post. So yeah, but you are welcome as long as you just give me a little something to get you in there. And then on patreon.com slash bad witch, we have readings. I added a $2 to wow, $2 level. If you want to just have a goddess card picked for you, um, $1 level is shout outs. Five is what is five? Oh, your yes, no card. Uh, shoot. I moved them around a little bit, but basically there are goddess card pulls, yes, no answers, my angel deck, full readings, and um, witchy mail. So go and check that out. It's all listed, like I said, patreon.com slash slash bad witch. Okay, I think that's it. Hopefully by next week we'll be uh, anchors away and we will be set up on our new network and everything will be copacetic and we can 
talk about Medusa or the other topic that I'm kind of rolling around in my head in case I feel like spacing them out a little bit because it is going to be like a lot of research um, for each one because like I said, I'm kind of nervous to tell those stories. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm saying everything um, that is in the most respectful and also correct way, but we'll cross those bridges when we get to them and decide what we all want to do. So from this little podcast that is now one years old, I love you all so much. You deserve good. You are the best people. And don't ever let anyone take that away from you and make you think that you don't because I'm here to tell you, you do. Okay. Until next week, blessed be my baby baddies out there and goodbye.